Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Today's episode is all about your website, but before we get into the episode, I have a little special offer for you from HoneyBook, so that way when you have people who are reaching you through your website and inquiring, you have an optimized, organized way to handle them. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the daily inbox tasks needed to keep your bridal business running smoothly? Do you struggle to keep all your emails, files, contracts, and invoices organized and your brides on a schedule for payments and prep before the wedding day? Do you find it frustrating and time-consuming communicating with your bride's vendors and following up for photos or reviews? Well, then you need a CRM system, my friend. A client relationship management system will help save you hours of your time and grow your relationships with your brides and her vendors so that you can turn your past brides into the ultimate referral machine. HoneyBook is my preferred system and I have been using it for years. I'm sure you've heard of it by now as it's one of the top CRMs in the bridal industry today. Maybe you've tried it before but found the system for setting it up time consuming or complicated. Well, I've got just the solution for you. I've created the perfect training to walk you through step-by-step how I set up my HoneyBook backend to keep me organized, optimized, and automated so that I'm saving so much time running my bridal hair and makeup business and seriously upgrading my client experience. Head to www.swearsanddoeshair.com HoneyBook for information on how you can access this training as well as an amazing offer to get started with HoneyBook yourself. I'm even sharing my entire email series templates with you, so you can not only wow your brides from first contact, but also get your HoneyBook up and running even faster. Use coupon code PODCAST at checkout and save 50% off the training for a limited time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Swears and Does Hair podcast. Today's topic is going to be about your website. Now, this can become a afterthought for some people because they may see um, a lot of people saying they found you on Instagram or social media or were a referral and they see a website as a place to host their contact information, their contact form, and some photos, or maybe host an official price list. But your website is actually the most vital piece of your marketing strategy. It should work synergistically with all of these other places that your brides are finding you, and it should be the very last stop before they make it to your inbox. This is going to be what I call the final gate. All right, each of your pieces of your marketing strategy or your marketing funnel should have gates saying, no, this is not for you. Please don't go any further. People get scared of that because they think, well, 
it's a numbers game. The more people that I have that make it into my inbox, the higher the likelihood of me booking more brides and making more money when the opposite is actually true. The less people that make it to your inbox that are more qualified, the more likely you are to book those people because they're already pre-qualified. They already know that they want to book you. The last question on their mind that they can't find online is whether or not you're available and want to work with them in return. So that's kind of what the point of the website really is, is to finish out that pre-qualification process the reviews, um, the reviews websites like The Knot and Wedding Wire, they'll add a little bit of that social proof, okay? Those reviews and testimonials say, hey, this person has happy clients in the past. Referrals from other people, again, add to the social proof. This person has happy clients in the past. Your beautiful photos and your information that you put together and that you post on social media, all right, is going to say, hey, look at the beautiful work that they do. Here's more information. Here's their personality. They're worth a deeper look. But your website is what's going to finish that whole process out and really build out the value so that by the time they finish going through what I call the buying journey on your website, they're going to be like, okay, I've made it this far. I've made all the way to the contact form. They've checked all the boxes. There's nothing that has repelled me and turned me away. I want to work with this person. Are they available? And then you have a much higher chance of booking that person and not being ghosted because you weren't just relying on your initial email or a sales call to sell to them. So your website is really so important because it needs to finish out this process. Brides need to know that they are in the right place. So this is where your branding really comes into play and it really matters because your brides, as they go through your website, need to see themselves. They need to see themselves represented. So if you are a makeup artist, you need to make sure that um, if you don't want to be turning away brides of a specific ethnicity, you need to make sure that they're properly represented. They may not be that ethnicity, but they may have bridal party members represented. um, And they want to make sure that you're able to accommodate them. All right, so make sure that your portfolio speaks to who you want to work with and doesn't isolate anybody in uh, in particular. They need to see themselves in their bridal party being able to be represented racially, okay? But also they need to take a look stylistically and be able to put themselves in the place of those brides that you have on your website. So... It's important to make sure that you can accommodate all skin tones and all hair textures, okay? So make sure that you have a well-rounded uh, portfolio, but that's not um, that's not the only thing. Your photos that you choose and the branding that you represent on your website needs to speak to your specific dream bride, all right? Everybody is going to have a different... Uh, tone for their wedding. They're going to have a different style. All right. And you really want to make sure that what you excel at, what you love to do is highly represented. Uh, I wouldn't focus too much on being well-rounded stylistically. 
if people see too many options, then they start to get confused and they're like, well, are you really very good at what I'm looking for? Or do you have just a few photos where you maybe nailed it that one time? Okay, so if they are looking for somebody who has a boho aesthetic, you want to make sure that that's highly called out on your website as, yes, if you are a boho bride, you are in the right place. They need to be able to look at the brides represented on your portfolio and be like, yes, I can see myself sitting in that chair, getting that makeup done, getting that hairstyle done. Oh, look, that looks like it could be my wedding. That's the colors that I'm thinking. That's the type of venue that I'm thinking. Oh, look, that dress is beautiful. Oh, look, those accessories, those flowers, all of these little elements are going to help to build this picture in her mind of what her wedding day is going to look like. And then you easily and very seamlessly will transition into her overall picture because all of those elements of what she's going for on her wedding in general are already represented. You already look like you're a part of her wedding vendors, okay? So that is one thing that's super important is to make sure that you are very, very, very well-branded on your website and you are speaking exactly to who your target market is. So as soon as they get to your website, they're like, boom, I am in the right place. I belong here. This person is perfect for me. And then they're going to continue to go through that buying journey on your website and continue to check off all those boxes. Then they make it to your contact form and they're already like, yes, this is who I need for my wedding day. On the other side of things, your website is also vital because it's going to repel the people who aren't a good fit. Not everybody is going to take the time to look you up on the Knot and Wedding Wire and um, Instagram and Facebook. They're not going to find you in all these other places. So your website, they may just be giving your website information from a vendor, from a friend. Okay, they might see you in one post and didn't do a deep dive looking you up and they're just like, well, let me just go to her website and see what she's all about. The ones who aren't a good fit for you are instantly, or maybe not so instantly, as they go through, they're going to be like, hmm, no, not what I'm looking for. And they're going to click off and they're going to go elsewhere. That is actually a very, very good thing. Why is that important? Why should that not terrify the shit out of you right now that I'm saying that? Because a lot of people might feel that little, that flutter in their stomach right now being like, what? I want people to be like, no, thank you. And click away from my website. What the fuck is this girl teaching? It's important because you don't want those people to waste your time. Your time is valuable. All the time that you have to spend trying to sell yourself to a bride who isn't a good fit for you, you're not getting paid. She's not a good fit for you. She's not going to book you. You are getting zero dollars from her. Why do you want to continue to spend so much time trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole? Your website needs to do that for you. Your website can do that for you while you're sleeping. You do not actively have to be working and spending your time, meaning that if you don't make any money out of it, no skin off your nose, all right? So it doesn't waste your time. That's why it's so important. You want your website to speak to exactly who is a good fit and tell everybody else, thank you, best wishes.
Thank you, next. Have a great day. Go find someone else. I'm not the one for you. You don't want to drain your energy or your passion by constantly having to respond to people who aren't a good fit. How shitty does it feel to go in and be all excited and be like, yes, somebody contacted me and they're interested in working with me and I'm available for that date and let me send them this information and I put all this time and this energy into this beautiful PDF and I've written this wonderful email and it's great and you send it out in crickets. It's not a good feeling because then you're sitting there and you're second guessing yourself. It's a drain on your energy and your passion for this business to not get a response right away. To just be ghosted because then you're left with questions. You're wondering, well, what did I do wrong? What didn't they like? Should I have said something else different? Um, maybe my, I need to go in and I need to rewrite my PDF. Maybe I need to go in and I need to rewrite my emails. Maybe I need to lower my prices. Let me go on and ask people, okay, this is what I quoted. Do you think this was a good price? Am I wrong? That's draining. That makes you second guess yourself. And now you are turning around and wasting additional time on tasks that are not going to move the needle biz, uh, forward in your business. Okay, these are not things that are going to make you more money. You're now spending time additionally redoing the things that you've already done and you're not getting paid for it. So now you're wasting more money. You're draining yourself emotionally and you're second guessing yourself. So you want your website to actually turn those people away so that you don't continue to waste your time, your energy, your effort. You don't lose passion that you have for this business. They're not a good fit for you. All right. So um, when you waste time and you try and redo the things that you've already done, it doesn't help your business. The right people are going to respond to the things that you've already done. The right people are already going to say, yeah, I know what your price is. And I continue to move forward because I want to work with you. Price is no longer an, an objection. You've overcome all of these objections in their minds and it's an easy yes for them at that point. You don't want people making it to your inbox that are not already an easy yes. Your website is also incredibly vital because it continues to build value. If you're the kind of person who is consistently getting messages and responses like, um, I love your work, but you're too expensive. You haven't built value in your business. You've only given them a price and said to yourself, I am worth what I charge but you haven't built the value in their mind. You, you may have all of the right money mindset in your mind, but if you haven't built that value in their mind, that's where you're missing the piece of the puzzle. That's where it's not clicking, it's not connecting, all right? They just have a price and they don't know why you charge what you charge. Now, does that mean that you have to send everybody a big, long email explanation saying, well, the cost of doing business is I spend this much on my website and I spend this much on my marketing and I spend this and this is how much this costs and I put all of this money into my continuing education. I hate to break it to you, honey. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares what it costs to run your business. Every single business out there costs money to run. Everybody knows that. 
Nobody cares what your costs are. They want to know what's in it for them. So you have to approach it with that mindset. You have to subconsciously build the what's in it for them consistently throughout your entire marketing strategy. You have to do that before they make it to your website. And then once they get to the website and they see the actual prices, it's more important than ever to continue to build that value. They have questions. They want to know why. They don't care about the actual details of the why. They want to know what's in it for them as a why. Why should they invest in you? So your website needs to answer their questions. Everybody doesn't enter the website at the same place in the buying journey. If you listened to um, my previous episodes, I've talked before about, you know, the buying mindset and the buying journey that some people are recently engaged. Okay. They are excited. They're ready to start researching. They don't know what they don't know yet. And so they're going to come onto your website very green. They haven't done a whole lot of research yet. You might be the very first website that they make to um, when they are researching hair or makeup. So you want to make sure that your website is going to answer the questions that they have at that point. Well, how much does this cost? What do I get for this cost? What is the booking process like? When should I be booking? Do I have to be booking now? Am I behind the eight ball? Am I too late already? Or do I have more time? When should I plan things out? They're going to be kind of setting a timeline in their own minds for when things need to happen by. And they need to understand how that relates to your particular business. Because somebody down the street who offers hair and makeup may have things a little bit differently. In my particular business, I book between six to 12 or 14 months in advance, depending on the time of year. If you're getting married in September and October, by the previous September, those dates are gone. Usually by August, all of my September and October dates for the following year are gone. But if you're getting married in March, not necessarily. You can probably contact me in October or November and still pick up a date for March. They're not a highly busy time of year for me. Those aren't big dates. Usually I'm working on other things in my business. Usually March is filled with prep work, with doing a bunch of styled shoots, meeting a bunch of new vendors, um, refining processes finishing out trials with people for that summer, all of these other little things rather than doing a lot of weddings in March because that just happens to be the way that my business um, cycles flow, okay? So I make sure that I let people know. The process for an October wedding is going to be vastly different than a process for a March wedding. And people who are getting married in October who might be contacting me in November or December need to know that, okay? They need to know probably I'm not going to be available because I don't want to waste more time with telling people, thank you very much, but I'm not available. That again is a waste of my time that I'm not getting paid for. So people need to know different pieces of information at different points in their process. 
they need to know what the expectations are. Now, somebody down the street who may be a newer artist might be like, well, yeah, I can totally still be booking for September and October, you know, in November or December. They still may have that availability. And so the information that they put out there on their booking process and the expectations is going to be different from mine. And the brides need to know the difference between those different businesses, because if they visit that other person's website first, and then they visit my website, they're going to have a different expectation in mind. Everybody runs their business a little bit differently, and that is completely okay. You need to develop a system that works for you. It is not cookie cutter. It is not one size fits all. Nothing in business is one size fits all. Okay, you need to develop systems that work with your lifestyle and your booking style and your clients. So you need to develop these strategies that fit the people who you are booking with. If you are working with a type of clients who are very type A, who are very organized and planners, then your website should be catered to giving them that type of information. Whereas somebody who is more fly by the seat of their pants, who's like, you know what, let's just do the thing. Let's just get married. Let me see if I can find somebody who is still available for hair and makeup in a month or two. Your website's not going to appeal to them if it's geared towards that more type A client that you want to be working with. And so these other people are going to be like, mm, no, not for me. And they're going to click away. That's great. You don't want to waste your time with them. You want to only work with the type of people that you want to work with. You don't need to work with everybody. Not all money is you good money. Okay. Not all money is worth the stress of a bad fit. Have you ever gone into a wedding day with a pit in your stomach being like, oh, why did I say yes to this person? Why did I agree to work with this bride? We've all done it. There were little red flags that we were like, oh, you know, well, that's not such a big red flag. Oh, you know, well, it's not such a big deal. I really need the money. Um, that big wedding that I was, you know, spending all this time and I really expected to book, didn't book me. And so even though this person doesn't seem like they're a perfect fit, you know, I need the money this month. And so you take a booking that isn't a good fit to replace something that you thought was a good fit because now you're emotionally drained. You've wasted all of this time and you've wasted all of this energy and you've expended some of your passion, okay, on these people who weren't a good fit, that now somebody who's an even worse fit, you're like, well, I gotta make this work. I need to reaffirm to myself that I'm worth it. I need to reaffirm to myself that I'm in the right career. I need to tell myself, yes, girl, you can do this. We need that emotional pick-me-back-up. And so we sometimes say yes to people who really should have been a no. And then by the time that wedding rolls around, you're like, fuck, why'd I do this to myself? And it's because you didn't have the right systems in place to repel the people that aren't a good fit. Now, sometimes people show their true colors a little too late, and that's there's nothing that you can really do about that. That's human nature. But the more that you can refine your systems and the better that you can build your marketing strategy to get rid of these red flags, the better, the less likely that that is to happen. Okay, so... Um, not everybody's going to enter the website at the, the, the same place. Some people are going to be ready to book 
and other people are going to be like, I'm just looking for information. I am just starting. I am not ready to make a commitment. You wouldn't propose to somebody on the first date, right? People who are coming to your website, it's like dating, all right? That first date person is going to approach that interaction with a different mindset than somebody who's like, okay, this has been six months versus somebody who's like, okay, are we going to do this or not? All right. So you need to be able to balance your, your journeys throughout your website to check the right boxes in the right order for those people. And I know that seems a little overwhelming. That may seem a little confusing and be like, well, what the fuck is she talking about right now? And it all really comes down to your homepage. People are going to hit your homepage first. And then depending on where they are in their buying journey, they're going to click somewhere else on that page to move the next step forward. So you need to make sure that your homepage is set up to say, if you are at point A in your, uh, your buying journey, if you're just starting out, here is your next step. Here's where you should be going next. This is going to give you the information that you want and you need at this stage. And then it should have another place that appeals to the people who are a little bit further in the process where they're like, you know what? I should really get going with this. I need to narrow down. I need to know, is this person really right for me or not? All right. And then you have a place that you can send them on your website that appeals to them, that appeals to where they are in their buying journey and says, okay, this is the information that you want and that you need right now to make a buying decision. Here, it's all in one place for you here. And then you need a place, a third place on your homepage that says, hey, you're ready to do the damn thing. Let's go. Here's the information that you need right now to say yes or no. And let's, let's get going on this. Okay, so if your website is just, hey, here's a pretty picture of one of my brides, here's my logo, and then you're just relying on that menu bar at the top of your website to tell people where to go next, your website does not have a buying journey. Every page should have the next step in that particular buying journey. People are going to start out at the very beginning for broad information, and it's going to get more and more specific and more and more tailored to making a decision. So some people are going to start at the beginning, and you're going to lead them through more pages. Some people are going to start somewhere towards the middle, and it's going to be more specific information. And if they continue through, they're going to get to that highly specific targeted information that encourages a buying decision immediately. And then some people are just going to kind of jump straight to the end and say, look, this is what I need to know right now. Yes or no. Okay. So a good website isn't one size fits all. It has these multiple journeys that lead them through to give them what they need. A good website is also going to build trust. As people go through your website, they need to be able to understand and trust that you know what you're doing. You need to establish authority on your website as being an expert in your field. Now, people who are saying, okay, well, everybody has to start somewhere, and the brides who are willing to take a chance on the newbies, 
I'm not really talking about them because chances are they don't want to spend a whole lot of money. They already know you're a newbie. And they are going to be like, look, I'm helping you out by helping you start your business. So you better not be charging me a whole lot of money because I'm doing you a favor. That's the mindset that they have. They're like, well, this isn't all that important to me. I don't want to spend that much money. So I'm willing to go with somebody who just does this as a hobby. I'm willing to go with somebody who is new. I'm going to help you out. Those aren't the type of people who build businesses. It might be a kickstart and it might be a way to get a little quick cash injection to start off your business and maybe get a few photos, but that is not what is going to be sustainable and build a business long term. You don't want to give the impression, hey, I'm new here. Okay, you don't want to give the impression of, I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm not really going to charge all that much. All right. Are you willing to take a chance on me? You do not want to approach that conversation with a bride that way. It's like a limp handshake to start things out. The, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but give me some money. Like, would you ever ask somebody to trust you like that? Would you be like, uh, it'll be, you know, a hundred dollars. Would you trust somebody who approached you that way? Probably not. And so your website is going to set that tone. It's going to be your handshake. It's going to be, you know, what closes the deal for you. Do they trust you? And your website is going to help to establish that authority, that expertise, that trust. Now, does that mean that you need to have this big, long paragraph talking about all of your qualifications? No, that's a little too much in your face. But your website, your website should still continue to build trust. You should still have, you know, it peppered with testimonials, social proof saying, hey, yes, this person is trustworthy. Photos of what you look like on the wedding day. How do you actually show up? That is going to build trust. Do you show up looking like you just rolled out of bed? Or do you show up with the mentality and the outward appearance of, I belong here. I am a professional. I know what I'm doing. Are there any photos maybe of your kit, of your setup? And again, that's going to go back to uh, day of. Find some really great photos that really epitomize what the experience of the wedding day looks like. You want to showcase that front and center. You don't have to worry so much about words to build authority and trust. A picture is worth a thousand words and all that. Find the right photos on your website to help establish trust, to help establish authority. Here's what my setup is. Don't just list out, on your wedding day, I bring all these colors of foundation to accommodate everybody. I bring my own chair. I bring my own this. Nobody cares, honey. Nobody cares. Okay? But if you showcase you working on a wedding day, and there they are in a high-top chair and a beautiful, clean kit that is not just some, like, little caboodle, but it, like, it showcases that, yes, you have what you need. It's a beautiful clean kit, okay, with, uh, you know, global accommodations for all skin tones and, and hair textures or whatever. Here's your light. Here's your side table. Here are the things that you do to ensure cleanliness. 
that you um, are organized and you're not just going to be this big hot mess working in the background. So make sure that you have these types of photos because those say so much more than your little paragraph of what I bring on the wedding day ever could. You're showcasing them. You're saying, look, I practice what I preach. It's one thing to type up this paragraph. It's another to actually go through and live it, to do it, to be reliable and say, if I say I'm going to show up with this, that is how I'm going to show up. I'm going to be prepared. I'm not going to be going, okay, well, let's look for chairs. Let's look for tables. Let's look for light. Let me go grab the box of tissues from the bathroom. Um, does anybody have an extension cord? You're saying, look, I show up with the shit I need. People are going to build trust that way, and they're not going to be told, you can trust me. They're just going to feel it. And a lot of selling is making sure that you hit the high points of what people need to feel. People are emotional buyers. Have you ever walked into a store and seen something that you loved, and it just hits you in the heart, and you're like, oh, oh my God, I love these shoes. Oh my God, I love this shirt. And you look at the price tag, and you're like, mm, I maybe can't really afford that, but I love it. And you think about it throughout the day and walking away from it maybe hurts a little. You're like, oh, I really, I want that. Something about that has spoken to you emotionally. And you'll start to think in your mind, well, how can I afford this? Well, maybe if I, you know, take some of the cash tips that I got this weekend or I don't get my Starbucks for the next two weeks or what, you know, you start to emotionally rationalize in your mind buying that purchase. They've done a great job with whoever set up that display, whoever created that product to speak to you emotionally. And your website can do that for your brides as well. Weddings are a very emotional time. People want to be happy. They want to feel happy. They want to feel content. They want to feel taken care of. They want to feel pampered. So your website needs to build that feeling for them. And depending on who your dream bride is, She's going to have a different feeling that she needs from your website. That type A bride is going to need to feel something different from you than that kind of laid back, casual, last minute type of bride. Or just the, in general, more casual, because casual doesn't necessarily mean last minute. And type A doesn't necessarily mean super planned in advance. But they each have an additional, or excuse me, a different um, emotional buying trigger. Okay, and a good website is going to speak to that trigger. So your photos and the way that you put things together can subconsciously build that trust and subconsciously become those triggers for them. Your website is also going to continue to build your value. It's going to highlight and showcase not only your trustworthiness and your expertise, but how that expertise builds upon your price. Like we said earlier, nobody cares what it costs to run your business. Doesn't matter to them. That's a you problem. That's not a them problem. You need to let them know what's in it for them. And again, with the verbiage that you use and these emotional buying triggers that you place throughout your website, it's going to build up that value. It's going to let them know, hey, look, this person may charge a lot of money, but oh my God, look at Look at what I get for that. Look at how much they are worth. Okay. 
and not how much you are worth. Don't put those two together. You are priceless, my dear. Okay. How much your time is worth. And I went over my whole mindset about that in my first episode. So go back and listen to that one. um, If you're looking for more insight into why I say don't connect the two, but the value of what you provide for them, they want to see that represented. Again, you're going to do those type of things with social proof, with the right reviews that highlight the right emotions and the right value in the right places on your website. If we try and put all of that at the very beginning, it may be too overwhelming. But peppering those little things throughout their buying journey, you're subconsciously saying, yes, 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 yes. It's like, um, you know, recently there was an election here in uh, Virginia. Okay. And on the very last day, I'd already gone and I'd already voted. I got six different texts from different phone numbers who I'm sure were just volunteers for um, each party texting me and being like, make sure to get out there and vote today and do this and do that. And can we get your support? It was too little too late. They were trying to slam all of that stuff on me at that last moment. It was too much. It was overwhelming. And if I hadn't already voted, it almost pissed me off enough to be like, fuck you. I'm not going to go out and vote now. I would never do that. But I could see how some people could feel that way. And it really, I mean, it, it drove me close. The last week, it was like, boom, 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 four, five, six texts a day. And every single time I got annoyed because it interrupted me during my work day. I had to go in, I had to block the phone number, I had to text stop. So that way it was letting, you know, Verizon know, please don't send any more texts from this, uh, this line. Okay. And it just, it put a bad taste in my mouth. It was the wrong information at the wrong time. If they really wanted my support, they needed to do it through out the whole election process. The same thing is done for buying process. When you walk into a store and they immediately jump on you and you're like, fuck you, just let me look around a little bit first. It can put a bad taste in your mouth. So you want to make sure that you're giving people the information that they need when they're ready for it. Not everybody walks in looking for help. Maybe sometimes they need to kind of like look around at shit first and figure out what the fuck they need help with. And then I will find somebody in the store to say, hey, I'm looking for this. Now you may help me. They give me the information at the right time. I'm more likely to buy. They jump down my throat with too much information right off the bat. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go down to JCPenney. All right. They're not assholes there. JCPenney, they usually freaking ignore me, but you know, whatever, I can go hunt somebody down when I need to. JCPenney probably doesn't do it as good, you know, the right way, but Macy's, Macy's, oh my God. And as a former Macy's employee, I can attest to the fact that they are, they suck. They want to, they're like freaking vultures. Like walk into a cosmetics department at a Macy's and you're going to have like three credit card applications thrown in your face basically within like 30 minutes. So they're going to spray you with the perfume, try and put some lipstick on you and try and get you a credit card before you even make it to the escalators. So don't be like Macy's, but don't also be like JCPenney. Find that middle ground. I've yet to find a good store like that, but you know, Maybe they need a little sales psychology. Maybe if you work for Macy's or if you work for JCPenney, listen to this. Listen to the buying journey conversation that we're having here today. 
You want to give people the right information at the right time is kind of really what I'm getting to. That is what's going to build the value. That is what's going to build the, yes, I'm worth it. Not a paragraph in an email or a conversation on a phone call saying, well, this is what I give you. They're going to hear that information one time. If that is your entire sales strategy as a paragraph on your website explaining what they get for that price, you're missing the mark. If your entire sales strategy is getting them onto a phone call with you so you can tell them your price and you know, hopefully convince them that you're worth it, you're missing the mark. You need to build the value before that. In marketing, and now I, right out of college, I worked for a company and I sold uh, advertising space in the penny saver. And one of the things that I had in conversations with people when selling them this advertising is they would want to place an ad and they'd be like, well, let me just try it out first. And I would have to have the conversation with them of that's not going to work for you. That is going to immediately waste your money. People need to see your business represented in your sales message at least eight times before they're ready to commit to you. And that's why a broad marketing strategy is important. You can't just rely on Instagram. You can't just rely on a website. You can't just rely on referrals or just rely on the knot or wedding wire. It is much more broad than that. You need to have everything working together synergistically. You're building a soup, okay? You can't just have broth. You can't just have carrots. You can't just have the meat. All of them need to come together to build the soup. Okay. Um, so these things all need to work together. They need to see your message at least eight times. So you need to run a package of at least eight weeks in a row for you to start seeing results. But people these days, they don't want to wait. They don't want to wait eight weeks. People go through my course and it's 90 days. And a lot of times by like week five or six, they're not seeing these immediate like, oh, I'm suddenly making $10,000 this month. And then they get frustrated and they're like, well, this is a lot of work and I'm not seeing a lot of money right away because they haven't given it the time. They haven't put all the pieces together. They're trying to like drive down the street with a half built engine. It's not going to work. That's not how a sales machine works. You have to build the whole machine and then you need to give it a month or two to actually work. You need all these eight pieces. You need all these eight touch points. They need to see you eight times or more for them to really start to work. And in your website, you need to have your value built in multiple places. You can't just say, well, here's what I charge and what you get for it. Here, have a conversation with me on the phone. Aren't I so entertaining? Aren't I worth the money? It's not going to work that well. Not for everybody. Some people are just can nail it like that. Like there are some people who are like, well, just get me on a sales call and I can sell to you. And to me, that just feels really like used car salesmen. But there are some super fucking successful used car salesmen. So, you know, like I said a bunch of times before, it's not a one size fits all. However, that is not how I coach and that's not how I teach. I think that if you built a well-rounded soup marketing strategy, okay, you know, and you have a website with this buying journey and all of these touch points that continually build value, the people that that works for are probably already doing it without realizing it. And then they're saying, well, it's the sales conversation. It's the sales call that does it. 
It's probably not. It's probably because subconsciously you've already built the value. So when they have that conversation with you, it reaffirms it. But you've already done all of the hard work with building the value beforehand. So if you're the kind of person who's like, well, I'm wondering why these sales calls aren't working for me. It's because you haven't done the legwork. You haven't built the machine yet. You haven't put that value out there enough yet. So by the time they talk to you, subconsciously, it's already an easy yes. They just need that little push, okay? So um, that last bit of your website that's so vital is it needs to give them what they need to know, all right? But it also needs to collect what you need to know in order to respond to move forward. Now, somebody may feel that they are a good fit for your, your business, all right, but they may not actually be. And before you start the conversation with, hey, yes, I'm available, sometimes you need a little bit more to pre-qualify. Somebody might be a great fit, and I might technically be available for that date, but they may not meet my minimums. Or they may just want hair, and I'd prefer to do a smaller wedding that was hair and makeup. You know, so sometimes you're going to have different moods where you're like, I would rather hold out and wait for something that fits me a little bit better than just saying yes because you're available and they want to work with you. Or sometimes you may need a little bit more information on what specifically they are looking for in order to say, yes, let's do this thing. Let's move forward. So your website, that very last little bit, that last little thing is actually going to be a gate for you, okay? And having the right type of contact form that asks for more than, hey, your name, your contact information, and what your wedding date is, you need to pre-qualify a little bit more based on the needs of your business and based on the needs of you as an artist. Do you really want to work with this person? They may be somebody who has kind of busted through all of these gates thinking, well, it's 95% of the way of what I'm looking for um, or, you know, it's the right price, very professional, obviously an expert, um, but the style that they want is completely different from what you offer. You may need that last little bit of information on what they're looking for before you're like, yeah, sure, I'm available. You may want to have a question on there that says, you know, what describes your style for your wedding day? Or um, if you're the kind of person who does like to do those sales calls, you may want to have a couple of pre-qualifying uh, questions in there that let you know how to tailor that conversation. One of the things that I used to ask, and it wasn't on my um my initial inquiry form, I would send out another form so they'd inquire with me. And then once they were like, yes, I do want to move forward. Let's set up a time to talk. I sent them another questionnaire with some questions saying, okay, to prepare for our conversation, let me know a little bit more about your wedding so I can get the information ready that you need. Okay, and it helped the conversation flow a little bit more, but it also helped me to pre-qualify to be like, mm, 
are you actually really a good fit for me? Um, and then also, what words do you need to hear come out of my mouth to help make this sale? Okay, so there's a, a there's a psychology to that sales process. And I wanted to know, all right, what exactly are you looking for? So I can make sure to emphasize that information for you, if it's valid. You know, if they're like, well, I want something super glamorous, I'm obviously going to shut it down right away and be like, I don't think I'm a good fit for you. I don't want to waste any of your time. Here's somebody who might be a better artist for you and then refer them out because I don't want to waste my time. But I'm praising it to them. I don't want to waste your time. I don't think I'm a good fit for you. But if they're like, oh, you know, um, I am very natural. I don't really wear much makeup. I'm looking for a simple look. I can take that information and tailor my conversation and the information that I emphasize when I'm having that combo with them and be like, yeah, um, I, I am a esthetician and an acne specialist. So I know how important it is to balance you know, natural looking skin. If you have any skincare concerns, I'm more than happy to go over your skincare routine to prep with you in the months leading up to your wedding so that we don't have to go so heavy on the foundation because you said you like natural makeup and um, I don't want you to feel heavy or mask-like. That's one of the, the concerns that a lot of people have with makeup artists is not feeling like themselves. And since you said that you want natural makeup, I'm assuming you want to still feel very much like yourself. Here's how my experience and my expertise can help to satisfy that for you. You know, so by getting that little bit of extra information on what's really important to them, you can tailor the information that you give to them to speak to them a little bit more directly rather than so generically. And you can do the same exact thing when it comes to your initial uh, inquiry response. So when you say, yes, let's work together, you can pull out little pieces of information and highlight that in your response. You can have you know, an automation that is like a template that's already all put together, but then you can go in and you can add a few little sentences here or there and customize it, or even just like bold or accent or, you know, italicized color, whatever, to help call out little pieces of the pre-written script that are going to appeal to them a little bit more specifically. I always ask what venue they're getting married at, because if it's somewhere that I have worked multiple times before, I can call that out in their initial email. And I found that gets a great response from people because I'm like, oh yeah, Great Marsh. I love that place. It's so gorgeous. The getting ready room is so beautiful. There's so much natural light. If you go take a look on my Instagram, I have so many weddings um, that I've done there. And so that way they're immediately reassured that I understand their needs, that um, I uh, know their venue and I'm not going to have any questions, concerns, or any extra needs from them. They can feel comfortable that I'm comfortable there. So, you know, those type of little things, if you're leaning more towards customizing, okay, those are great pieces of information and your website needs to be able to get that from you without you having to spend so much time in the back and forth. 
because you may respond within 24 hours, but it may take them a day or two. They may be busy with work and they were emailing 5, 10, 15 different vendors trying to get information. And the people who make the conversation, that process quick and easy for them are going to be the ones that they tend to move forward with. If you're suddenly like, well, I need some more information. Can you tell me a little more about this? And can you tell me a little more about that? That may take them longer and they may put off responding because they're busy going through the people who gave them what they needed right away. If you need more from them to give them what they need, it's going to delay the process a little bit. So your website should work together with you to get the information that you do need to give them the information that they need so that the whole conversation happens quickly and easily. So that is why I think that the website is the most vital piece of your marketing strategy. If you do not have a website, I highly, highly recommend getting on that. Um, if you do have a website and it does not meet any of these qualifications that we've discussed today, or if you feel that there's areas that it is lacking and it is not, you know, that gate for you that it could be, if it's not that, you know, that last little piece of your sales machine that gets the whole thing running, take a look back through it. Re-listen to this episode a few times with pen and paper and say, okay, she's talking about this. My website doesn't have that. What does she say about this? What can I do? What can I add? And then also, um, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. If your website is something that you specifically need work on, I do offer uh, the ability to do a website review and to kind of go through and highlight on each page and be like, hey, I would switch out this photo here. Let's make sure that this text flows, make sure that everything is readable. Hey, this link doesn't work. Let's rearrange a few things on this page. Let's take something from this page and put it here. So I do offer that in my one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do social media and website reviews and to make sure that everything is kind of feeding and working to your best advantage with your website. So if you're not somebody who needs my full coaching course, that is an option for you. So go ahead and um, send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is beautybiz collective. It's B-I-Z. So beauty, B-I-Z collective. Send me a DM. I'd be more than happy to send you the link to more information on how you can sign up for some one-on-one -on -one coaching. And we can go over your website and get that ready for you so that when people find you everywhere else, if you're having all of this success on Instagram or you're getting all of these referrals or the knot or wedding water, however people are finding you is working really, really well, we can take your website and crank it up a notch. We can take that website and we can turn it into that last little piece that just gets that machine running for you and immediately increases your booking rate. So thank you so much for listening today. As always, I hope you got a lot of information. I really appreciate your support. Um, and thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.